Hey there, cold cats and kittens. It's Carol. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't know why I love saying that. Forgive, forgive. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about Miraculous Ladybug. Now, I'm not going to... I was like... Okay, so I, I technically did this earlier, but I went into this like whole explaining myself thing, explaining the characters. I don't have time for that, sis. You don't know what the show is, and this one is not for you. But if you do, cool. Let's catch up. So, all right. We're going to get into the Shanghai special, and we're also going to get into the uh, couple of first few episodes of season four. Y'all, I didn't even know season four was a thing right now. I had no idea. I've been waiting for season four. And yes, for those of you who are like, you watch Miraculous Ladybug, but you're like 30. I don't give a damn. Listen here. I like Miraculous Ladybug because it is so much like the show Sailor Moon that I grew up with. Like, what do you want? Ew. But anyway, it's a really cute show. And one thing I love about the show is the inclusion. I love the colors in that show. I've been saying that since season one. I absolutely love the fact that there are kids of every, like teenagers of every background on this show. That is so important to me because like, even though the show takes place in France, it's such an American vibe to it right with all these characters that are just like just different colors different backgrounds and you know they're hanging out together some of them are in relationships they're some of them are superheroes it's, it's so cool I love that like I love that kind of melting pot aesthetic and you know having it take place in Paris with beautiful music in the background and beautiful sights to see like it's just honestly it's a plus show I, I just I love it I love the show um, you know, I, my dad still watches Powerpuff Girls. I, like, I mean, I love that show. I do love the Powerpuff Girls, like the old school Powerpuff Girls. But like, I don't know. I just, I love it. If you guys watch Miraculous Ladybug, hold your head up high because it's a cute show. It is. Outside of the drama, the drama is what I don't like about Miraculous Ladybug because, okay. So Miraculous Ladybug bothers me because it's a show that takes advantage, like it takes advantage of the, like the teen trope of teens are indecisive and they don't know what to do with their feelings and da, da, da. it takes that to like a whole dramatic stupid level like it just does I'm sorry but we're in season four of this show and okay so for those of you who for those of you who don't watch the show I'm gonna give you like the basic gist of it there's a girl named Marinette she has a miraculous when she and her Kwame come together they, they make a miraculous ladybug that's what she is so then there's also a boy in the show who does the same thing. His name is Adrian. He turns into Cat Noir. Marinette is in love with Adrian, but she does not know that he's Cat Noir. They don't know who each other is. Their secret identities, which is Cat Noir and Ladybug. So anyway, keep up. Marinette is in love with Adrian. Adrian is not in love with her, but he's in love with Ladybug, who she is, like, that's her secret identity. So there's this back and forth thing. Uh, Cat Noir is also in love with Ladybug. His other half is also in love with Ladybug, but Ladybug does not return his advances. Anyway, that's the basic gist of that. And then there's Hawk Moth, who was like the bad guy in the show. And spo spoiler alert, he is Adrian's father. He also has a Kwame and a Miraculous, and he uses it for evil. Because you can use it for evil, for good, whatever you use it for. You're supposed to use him for good, but he uses his for evil. Anyway, we're getting to the Miraculous Shanghai special. So the Miraculous Shanghai special. First of all, um, there's always a new bad guy in every episode because of Hawk Moth. He always like summons his... his uh, miraculous to, to do something evil with these like with these uh moths or butterflies whatever um and when they when they touch your skin or whatever they possess you or like some amulet you're wearing whatever charm or whatever you're wearing they can possess you with that so every episode someone's getting possessed and in this part of the storyline things are going well you know uh hawk moth hasn't really attacked and so you know they're kind of just taking it easy cut to a girl who's 
stepfather had like a special charm or whatever. He also guarded like a sacred temple or something. And there was like something inside the temple that he had to guard. And he ends up like disappearing, right? And so he leaves her the bracelet and then the bracelet ends up disappearing. And so she's making it her mission to find out who took him and who took the bracelet, what they know about about that situation. So she goes to this like shady character who apparently knows someone who can tell her about where her her stepfather is or what happened to him. But he has to get, she has to give him a certain amount of money to attain the answers. I say that to, to set up later. So then we come back to Marinette. Um, by the way, this girl, this this other girl, she is in Shanghai where the story is taking place. Marinette lives in Paris with Adrian and all the other ones. So Marinette's going to this party. She But before she goes to this party, she has to uh, send out this, this box to her uncle who happens to live in Shanghai. She has to send this box out to him in order for him to get it in time. But the mom's like, she's, he's not going to get it. Blah, blah, blah. Marinette, I need you to do something. So Marinette's going to go to this party with her friends and Adrian's going to be there, she thinks. So she calls Alia and is like, hey, I'm going to, her best friend Alia, I'm going to be late. And she's like, well, I mean, mean, uh, I mean, uh, Adrian's not here. He's in Shanghai. I thought you knew that because Marinette is obsessed with Adrian, which is the problem. It, no, but it is. It, no, but it is. Like, no, but it is. It, it, it's, it's weird. I mean, I get it because like she's a teenager and I know when I was a teenager, I was like, obsessed with celebrities and Adrian is a celebrity. He's also a boy that goes to her school and is in her class. So it is kind of weird that she's that obsessed with him. It's just like, it's one thing when it's like a celebrity, you know, you're not going to meet. It's another thing when it's a celebrity who you actually go to school with. It's a little bit weird. It's kind of mm-hmm, strange. And the older she gets, the weirder it is for me. So I'm like, okay, you should be getting out of this stage now, girl. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop this. Okay, we gotta stop. So anyway, she's, um obsessed with him she finds out he's not going and of course she's crushed well she looks at the package that for her uncle and she's like wait a minute like shanghai that's where my uncle lives oh my god i'm gonna try and see if i can finagle my way to go to shanghai crazy crazy idea so she goes to her parents and she's like hey like look um i have a great idea i've never really you know gotten into my culture that side because marinette is mixed race i believe she's she's like um her father's from france i think he's like he's white i guess um and then her mother is um asian and so she's like she's mixed she's yeah so anyway she's like you know i don't really know that side of my life that side of my family history and i really want to learn about my roots mind you she's only doing this because adrian is going to shanghai she has not expressed any interest in going to shanghai even though her uncle has come into the show like once or twice before she has expressed no interest of going to like see her her roots where her mom comes from so it was kind of like Oh my God. So I know the parents are like, you know what? We've been waiting for this day forever. We put some money aside for the three of us to go on a family trip so we can really show you what that part of your life is like, your family history there. And they're really laying it on that this means a lot to them that she goes and it means a lot to them they all go together, right? So you would think a, a, a teenager with a conscience would be like, this is a bad idea. I'm doing too much, right? I'm doing too much. My family's telling me how much this means to them, specifically my mother who, this is her side of the family. Like, and I'm doing this, I'm doing the most because this boy, whatever. So, you know, they're like, well, we can't close because they own a bakery and they can't close it. They're like, business is booming. So like, well, we can't close the bakery. So you're going to have to go alone. We're going to like set things up with your uncle. You're going to stay with him. And I'm just thinking, this is a lot. The whole, This is a lot. Like, homegirl is a teenager. She, I mean, yeah, people do this, but it's, it's, it's a lot. Have y'all not seen Taken? It's too much. It's, it's a lot. She about to go by herself, right? No friend, no nothing. By herself 
to Shanghai. She cannot speak the language, which is in this case Mandarin. She can't speak it. And she about to just go on. Like, I mean, I get I get that she's going to be staying with her uncle, but still, no, 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 you don't know the language. Something could happen to you out there. And if you don't like if you can't even speak the language to like help yourself out of a situation, I don't want you going nowhere. Marinette ends up going or, you know, getting on a plane to go to Shanghai to see her uncle. Um, because again, because Adrian is there. So she gets, you know, to Shanghai. Her uncle picks her up and the uncle is like, he's the first time we meet him in, in the show, um, in I think season two or three, his English is very broken. Um, because you know, obviously that's not his first language. And he, you know, was picking up the dialect a little bit. Turns out that his English has gotten a lot better since then, because he has been practicing his English to communicate with Marinette like a decent uncle would, like a, like a caring, loving family member would, like her parents were saving that money up for her to go on this trip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like loving family. And the whole time she is like stuck on Adrian. She's completely stuck on him, which again is a huge problem. Like stop, just stop. So anyway, you know, the whole time she's like looking at her phone, trying to, trying to map out where Adrian is by his social media posts and all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's much like I'm like you guys are really making this much like she she went to a whole another continent for some boy that she has not had the guts to tell she cared like she likes him for three seasons who does that who is like okay I can't tell you that I like you but here I am gonna jump on a plane to come see you and use my parents money and this ruse you know, between them and my uncle to see this boy? Like, are you kidding? Like, what? What would you even, like, I wanted to know, what would she have even done, like, if she saw him, right? Like, what would you do? Would you finally tell him that you like him? I can't imagine that you would finally tell him that you like him because you couldn't even do that at home where you stay. Who does that? I, like, (laughs) I want to know who does that. Like, it just... The creators of this show, I swear, they just do this to make people upset. And it's working. It's working. Because honestly, I don't even want them together. So in the show, which the show and the specials almost don't even like work together to tell the story cohesively. They just don't. Like, I don't think they do this. Especially this special. It just did not. Because like her friends and stuff play so little into the special because there's like a big story to tell, I guess, in Shanghai. So they don't really talk about other things too much. But like back home... Marinette has a guy named Luca and Luca really likes her. He's very, he's very decisive. He knows what he wants where Adrian does not. And at back home, Adrian has another person. Her name is Kagami, who again is very decisive and knows that she wants him. Now, of course, these two characters are set up there just to kind of shake things up between the two main characters, give them something to do while they're like deciding whether they love each other or not. But the problem with that is it's it's really selfish. I don't like to me, it just bothers me that, you know, both these two characters are really likable characters and it sucks that they can't have their happiness with the people that they that they like, that they've been decisive about, you know, because these two indecisive people just like we know Marinette loves Adrian, but we don't know if Adrian loves Marinette. It seems like he likes her as a friend and she's slowly growing on him, which I guess is nice. But at the same time, it kind of makes Marinette look pathetic because she's not like moving on. Right. And look, we all like I myself, truly, I've been in, in a situation where I was like gung ho about somebody for so long and I could not 
like get over them. But at the same time, it didn't stop me from like talking to other people, from accepting other people and started to realize that maybe this person isn't for me because he's not getting it. He's not seeing it. So if he's not seeing it, I need to what? I need to move on. Right. And it's weird that I mean, okay, granted, like at the time I was, I was much younger than I am now, but like, I don't know, to me, it's just, I just, I wasn't like that as a teenager. It's weird to me that like, they're making Marinette this like, she's so, she's uncomfortably obsessed with Adrian and Adrian just keeps friend zoning her. So it's kind of like, won't you learn to just move on? Like, I, like, I feel like this plot, like this part of the plot is just so, it's been there, done that. Nobody cares. It was cute in season one, season two, but come on. Now we're going into season four and have like two specials and we're still on the same page. It's, it's annoying. It, like, if this is what the, the creators think teenagers are like, then that's really sad. I, I have to say that's that's actually really sad. Again, there's a difference between, you know, I, I understand moving on is hard and, and I, there's no timetable on telling someone when to move on. But at the same time, if someone is not returning your advances, don't go harder for them, right? If like, you know, you like someone, but he's friend zoned you so many times. Why are you jumping on a plane to Shanghai? Like, come on. Like, I understand this is not meant for someone my age to, to rationalize. But uh, again, it's that whole dumbing things down for kids that just bothers me. Like, these are teenagers, right? Like, I just, I just don't know anybody who's that reckless. I just don't know who's anybody. I, like, it's weird. I don't like Sailor Moon was reckless. Like, let's, let's be real. Serena was reckless. But it turns out that Darian liked her too. And he tells her a lot sooner than this situation. Like, I just, I don't know, girl. I just really don't know. But it's kind of scary because it's almost like Adrian can't go anywhere without Marinette having to know where he is. And he can't have his own space and be his own human. And that's a problem. And she's the star of the show. She's the hero of the show. And she's like this. It, it's a little bit... It's definitely unorthodox. It's definitely something that people don't, like, we don't read stories about this, about superheroes or things like that that much where the hero is just this, like, obsessive person who obsesses over someone that's, like, not even with them. But I just wanted to know what was the point? What was the point of her going here and seeing him and meeting up with him? Why would she be able to tell him something on a whole different continent that she could not tell him at home in Paris when they've had many chances to tell each other they, they like each other, like, why would you do this? I wouldn't do that for somebody who's friend zoning me. Like, I, I just wouldn't. I, that's just me. Even when I was a teenager, I would not leave. I would not leave the country. I would not leave the continent to tell somebody that is friend zoning me that I care for them that much. I just, I just would not do it. So her, I don't, I just want to know what she would have done if she actually met up with him. Probably nothing. Like she'd probably be just as tongue tied. She'd probably be just as confused. So it's like, you did all this for what? You spent your parents' money and, you know, basically ruined their chance to show you Shanghai and even, like, essentially, like, ruined this trip for your uncle, too, because he had so much planned for you and you were kind of just like, nope, I'm here to get some, some, you know, some dude that I could have got at home and, and this whole trip was unnecessary, like, and it really was. The whole trip was unnecessary to me, just completely. Like, Adrian's dad went for business. That makes sense. He's a model he was going with. Her going there made zero sense other than to introduce this new character and her story. Other than that, the, the reasoning for her going there made zero sense. The better explanation that would like the better idea would have been her uncle getting involved as in like someone kidnapped her uncle for whatever reason. And you know what I'm saying? Like that would have been a better plot device. And then this, then, then her going because Adrian went like 
No, make it more immediate for her. There was nothing like, it wasn't like Adrian was moving to Shanghai and never coming back. So she wanted to tell him how she felt. It wasn't even like that. They were just doing a business deal. So it's just like, if you're that reckless, by the way, she's also the, the new like miraculous holder, meaning she has like all the like the miraculous are, she's in charge of them. She's like the overseer. If you're that reckless, I don't think you should be right. Like I, I just, I just don't think you should. Like if that, if that's, if all it takes is Adrian doing something to make you like freak out and jump on a plane and go and, and forget your responsibilities. Cause Hawk Moth, basically, like, he does a whole bunch, like, you know, he's always messing up Paris, right? So, the fact that she just jumped on a plane, like, yeah, she would have Cat Noir in Paris, but, 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 in the New York special, they both end up leaving Paris, and, uh, like, I think an Akuma attacks, or, like, uh, not an Akuma, it was something else. What is the other one? It's an Akuma, or there's a, I think it's a Senta Monster, a Senta Monster, which is, like, stronger than someone who's been Akumatized. Like, destroys Paris, right? And so she's pissed because she's just like, well, at least Cat Noir is there. But again, Cat Noir could not have done it on his own anyway. So again, this is the second time she's just left Paris defenseless. And this time, it's a lot more reckless than the first time. And I'm just like, give me the, give me the miraculous girl. I need, I need to be put into the show and I need it to make sense. I, I, need, I need something to make sense. Like, just give me, give me the box. Give me the box. Give me the box. Something, because she's... Girl, what? You, so you just left him defenseless. And of course, because, you know, the, the plot demands us be stupid, they don't mention that in this special. They don't mention that she's like the new... I, well, maybe they do. I'm not sure if they, they mention it or not, but they like they definitely don't talk about the fact that it's reckless. And we know she didn't take them with her because that would make no sense. But what I'm saying is you... Ideally, you left Paris unguarded. Even if Cat Noir is there, Cat Noir can't do it himself. We know that because he's he's rendered like useless on that show so much. So yeah, no, like this was this was a dumb idea of hers. Lucky enough for her though, Hawk Moth is in Shanghai and so is Cat Noir. So lucky for her, it all worked out magically. Anyway, she gets there, you know, she's like, she's ready to find Adrian. So she tells her uncle, like, I'm gonna go find this special ingredient because he uses special ingredients to cook for people. It means that they, they mean something to him. And so she's like, well, I'm gonna go get some ingredients for, for, for whatever you're gonna make. And yeah, I'll be back later. Again, she can't speak the language. She's never been there before. So this is just a completely bad idea. Yes, her Kwame um, uh, ladybug, or, or Tiki, Tiki's the Kwame's name. Tiki can speak uh, Mandarin, but Tiki cannot, like she technically cannot be seen or heard. Like she, she can be seen and heard without a camera, but she should not be seen and heard. So there's not much she could do to help Marinette unless she's like floating by her ear and telling her what to say and how to, to you know, pronounce things correctly. So I don't understand like, this was just dumb. This idea was dumb. So <clears throat> she's on the street looking for Adrian. And the girl we meet from the beginning, she's a thief. So she like runs into Marinette. She starts stealing Marinette stuff without Marinette noticing because she's really, really sly. And these three boys come into play. And they're like, you know, basically they're like, hey, stop. You know, she's stealing from people, but they're speaking in Mandarin. And so she can't, Marinette cannot understand them. So she sees the situation because she doesn't know she's being, you know, someone stealing from her. She sees the situation as the three boys are trying to steal um, or trying to hurt this girl. So she's seeing this girl, right? So the boys who can speak English because in the first, like in their first scene, they're with Adrian. They're taking pictures by like the riverbank or whatever. And so we know they can speak English. It really was weird to me that the boy who was shouting in Mandarin, like to stop the girl, 
didn't think to speak to Marinette in English. Didn't think for a second to shout out in English, like, hey, stop. Didn't think that for a second. That was like, I was kind of like, wait, what? Like, obviously, if she's not responding to you in Mandarin, maybe you would speak another language to get her to realize you're being, you're being tricked. But he didn't the whole time. He just didn't. And I'm just like, this is, this is a problem for me. This is a plot hole. Like, I, I think, you know, anybody would have been like, hey, stop. If you're not responding to me in, in the language I think you would speak, then okay, well, I know I can speak English. I just spoke to a guy in English. Maybe she'll respond to that. And you would think that like one of the other two guys would have said like, well, maybe just respond to her in English because all three of them spoke Mandarin and all three of them spoke English. Doesn't make sense. So anyway, she ends up stealing from Marinette and, you know, she goes to the, this pawn shop guy, the shady guy. And it's like, okay, here's all this stuff. Like, just, she, she was just a random girl. There was no reason why she, she stole from Marinette specifically. But she's like, you know, here's all this stuff. You know, how much are you going to give me for it? He gave her a, a price she didn't like. So she's like, well, I'm just going to go take all this stuff back to this girl since you don't want me to, to get my money. And he's like, that's a great idea. You should leave this stuff here and try to convince her to get it because she'll pay through the nose for it, right? So she's like, okay, I'm being played, but sure, I'll go back and do it. So, you know, Marinette, she can't find her way home. Adrian has now gotten gotten to the uncle's house because the uncle's a famous chef so he's like i'm gonna go here i know marinette's uh, uncle lives around here somewhere we're gonna find out where he lives he ends up trying to surprise Mar marinette um at her uncle's place exactly where she would that bothered me too of course he went exactly where she already was but she was playing stupid girl so adrian is going around with his bodyguard i don't know if his bodyguard can speak the language or not it's not really specified whatever so he's hanging out with him and eventually night falls and you know the uncle's like marinette's gone i i can't see her because you know this her phone was taken all that was taken so he tried calling and homegirl broke the phone or she did something to it some some weird to it so marinette's like everything's been taken from her her phone her 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 necklace her uh earrings that that summon uh tiki Tiki herself has been taken. She has no way to get into contact with anyone. So she's trying to do her best to, to speak to people uh, in the streets who only speak Mandarin, of course. Um, no one she comes across speaks English, which is really weird to me because I'm like, wait a minute, they showed all these characters in this in the special before who spoke some, some English and homegirl can't find anybody. But go off. Go off. Sure. So anyway, <laughs> um, we cut back to the girl and she's like, okay, I'm going to find Marinette. I'm going to make sure she gets, she pays for this stuff. So she finds Marinette. They, they, they go off together. The three boys who are again, trying to help Marinette are being confused as bad guys. And, um, long story short, you know, uh, Marinette's like talking to this girl. She's trying to tell this girl, like, you know, the girl's telling her, her, her life story. She's Marinette's telling her life story and they become kind of friends. And the girl starts feeling guilty about stealing Marinette's stuff. She takes her to the pawn shop. Um, and you know, she, again, uh, the guy's like, I'm going to make you pay through the nose. Tiki returns herself to Marinette. Um, the girl who stole from her, she like does a, like a, a switcheroo thing with some earrings Marinette got with the, with the real ones. That way Marinette can have all her stuff back without paying this dude through the nose, which Marinette was totally fine doing, even though she knew it was shisty. So she kind of turns on the girl for a second. Like the girl's like, we need to leave because he's going to figure out that I just stole all your stuff back. We need to go. And Marinette having a call, having a conscious, 
Marinette has a freaking conscience at the wrong time, okay? At the wrong time. Because how you gonna sit up there and be like, what What you did was wrong. Like, you just stole my stuff back. I was gonna pay him like 100,000, whatever. Like, da, da, da. You don't have the money, sis. And shut up. You about to borrow from your uncle. You don't know he got money like that. And also, she just gave you your stuff back. What are you doing? Plus, your reckless ass got on a plane to see some boy. Like, shut up. I was so mad. I was so Even Tiki was like, get your ass on this bike and let's go. Like, I wanted to go through the screen and just punch her out. Like, I don't hit girls, but she's not real. Can I do it? Like, somebody help me. Like, hit her. So, <laughs> so the bad guys, you know, catch up to her, whatever, some junk. And of course, Hawk Moth is there. Like, he's like, they go to this like abandoned like place, I guess, or whatever. Like, where the where the school used to stand, I think, is where the school vet. So, the the other girl, her like adopted father ran a school and the school burned down or whatever like they, they destroyed the school and stuff like that so she ends up taking marinette i'm sorry she lives in this in this like abandoned place that's where the school was she lives there and hawk moth just happens to be there he's gonna do something see and the, the the thief guy shows up and he's like you know i know that you stole all this stuff back we're about to fight da, da, da. and hawk moth then akumatizes him uh which means he you know he sends like this thing to possess him he turns into like this golden like knight sort of guy um and he's going to wreak havoc on Shanghai. And it's up to, you know, Marinette and this girl to fight. Again, Marinette does not know who, or this girl does not does not know who Marinette is. So Marinette has to, like, try to, like, run away from her, turn into Ladybug, which she does. Um, by this time, Adrian has left the house. He's looking for Marinette, but he turns into Cat Noir so he can find her. He's trying to leave, you know, Ladybug messages like, hey, this girl is in Shanghai. She's missing, blah, 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 all this stuff. And... I'm trying to remember what happens next. I was just like, I was so irritated by this whole thing. But anyway, so Hawk Moth ends up going down into the, he's got the bracelet, by the way. He has the bracelet that the girl from the, the first part of the special had. Like she, at the first part of the special, she had a bracelet that was given to her by her stepfather. Um, turns out Hawk Moth had it the whole time because he somehow got it from the dealer um, on like a previous trip. They, they've worked together before. So he's trying to basically enact the, the, these ancient powers that is being guarded by this big ancient like guardian or whatever. And so he, he then akumatizes the guardian and she ends up getting, uh, the, the other girl ends up getting this medallion and the medallion, she puts around her neck and there's all these different, like, they're not quite Kwamis, but they're basically Kwamis. They're different powers that she can have, which Marinette has access to something like this too, with the miraculous. And she has these different things that she can turn to, like, she can turn into like a mermaid. She can turn into like a, a flying thing, whatever she can do all these. And, and some of the miraculous can actually join up. They can join forces to kind of create like this hybrid animal. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. The show itself is pretty neat. Anyway, so this girl's powers are basically the same thing but not the same thing but she has to prove herself worthy of these particular animals she can turn into especially the dragon the dragon is like the one that she has to prove her worth for so they go up against this guardian who has now like become this big bad and his i think his power is that he can erase people like he can erase things so he erases hawk moth the, the big bad villain and at some point he erases cat noir which is really sad like cat noir in these specials is rendered useless in both of them so far he's been useless in both of them so far and i'm just like what like why he's your like i mean even in the in the regular show i guess there's a lot of episodes where he is useless but especially in the specials it's like in the specials she teams up with someone who's always like stronger than him or who's smarter than him or whatever the case like it's crazy and also 
Adrian as Cat Noir is almost like for Ladybug is almost just as bad as Marinette is for Adrian. He's got like an obsessive nature with with Ladybug. Like it's not as unhealthy as Marinette's with Adrian, but it's it's pretty bad still, right? Like it's it's weird. So she and Marinette, like you know, at one point they have a conflict because Marinette figures out like, oh my god, you lied to me. It doesn't really go anywhere. It falls flat. It doesn't matter. So it's up to her and Marinette to stop this this uh, this sense monster, whatever he is, which they do. And um, I'm just going to give you the gist because this part is like at the end, it's not really important. So they stop him. Everything goes back to normal, basically. And now we have a new guardian of Shanghai, which is kind of how it was in the American special. Um, we finally get like there's it's it's called miraculous world these specials are called miraculous world because they're taking place in different continents europe um asia and america and hopefully they'll do the other continents as well i would love to see them go to africa and south america can we make it happen like can can we do that y'all at some point i'm down for that i would love to see that like Hello, because I already have some problems with the American special. Let's keep it 100. I have some problems with the American special. Let's keep it 100. Like, I do. But it was cute. It was cute. Um, this special was cute. Ultimately, it was cute. Um, I like that the other girl, I can't think of her name right now, but I like it. By the end of this special, she actually calls herself Marinette's sister. Marinette calls her her sister back, and it's very cute. Um, getting back to the end, though. So, the day is saved. You know, they, you know the girl has the the charm whatever she's able to transform into all these different things we find out that the guardian is also sort of like like he's he's a uh kwame as well sort of so it kind of connects the worlds again um which means she'll probably return in the future which i kind of hope she does i hope she does in the kids in the american special i hope they return as well um and so we cut back to adrian um sorry marinette's uncle's house and uh we see them all together um and they the uncle keeps calling Adrian her boyfriend. And it's really awkward because they have to constantly say, we're just friends. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Because again, she's getting friend zoned by this guy again. And it was clear that the uncle was, I think, trying to like, you know, make something happen. Because everybody sees that they should be together except them. And so, well, except Adrian. She sees it. He doesn't. So it was just kind of this awkwardness of like, no, we're just friends. He said it at the beginning of the special with the uncle. And now he's saying it again. It's just, it's awkward. It's like, okay, stop forcing this now. Like, we get it they're just friends stop like obviously this is to to make fans upset and it's it's not even cute anymore it's just it's straight up stupid like stop doing this like you're obviously trying to antagonize your audience for what like just stop so anyway like i said by the end of the special the girls become friends the three boys who were trying to like save her they come to the party too they're invited um and it seems like all three of them might have a thing for this girl that the, 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 the thief um which is which is cute and possibly they could be a team i don't know maybe they'll team up together in the future maybe they have some powers i don't know how that works but that would be cute that would be kind of cute because the three boys i love the inclusion because one of them was you know very light-skinned he was skinny there was one that was like a, mi- a mid-tone between the three browns um but he was like heavier had more heavier set but he had more of a prominent role than the other two in my opinion and then there was um another one that was like really skinny but he was a darker complexion um i loved that i loved the dynamic between the three boys they all look very different but they hang out together it was very cute so i'd love to see more of them with the other girl like you know all them teaming up that would be so cute and yeah that's the end of the special basically they they kind of like save the day i don't think she i don't think it ends in, with her in paris or whatever i don't i don't remember how it ends it just ends cute in the uncle's house but 
<clears throat> that was that was it. It was it was it was ultimately it was cute. The visuals were very nice. I liked the visuals a lot, but it really more and more that I watch this show, the more I get irritated with not only Adrian, but Marinette mostly because Marinette is just reckless. So let's talk about the first two episodes of season four. And then I'm wrapping this up. So the first two episodes of season four, whew, girl. Okay, so we're back in Paris and I'm not, oh, by the way, by the way, I do like the fact that this uh, Shanghai special pays homage to the American special because uh, Adrian's bodyguard, who's very silent, but he's also very tough, in his pocket, he has one of the American characters. Um, I think it's the indigenous character, like in his pocket, he has like a toy of her hero, her hero counterpart. Because um, in America, the heroes are like, they don't, they don't hide their secret identities. Well, for the most part, they don't hide their identities. They're very proud of who they are. So they don't hide it. Not so much that they're proud. They're, I, I mean, I guess they're proud, but they're also kind of just like, they don't, they're just out in the open with their stuff, which is part of the American special. And I'll talk about that at some other point. So he does have one of them. So it does relate back to that. And it does show that if you watch it in order, that special would come before this special. There's no talk about that special in this, but that's how it would work. Um... Anyway, so now we're getting to season four, and the first episode is about Luca. It's about the boy that Marinette likes, who he's very assertive with her, which I love. And he's his mom is like a pirate, I guess. Like she's like some kind of like pirate who lives on the whatever it's called, uh, the banks of one of the waters in Paris. And um, he has a sister. Her name is uh, Julica. She she's uh, very shy. She's very very shy, and. Um, She's got purple hair. He's got blue hair. Not that that matters. But so anyway, for the most part, we never see Luca's dad. It's not brought up until this episode that Luca had, like he talked about his father. He doesn't know who his dad is. And <laughs> yeah, so Luca's trying to get close to Marinette and he can't really seem to because obviously she's hiding the fact that she's a superhero, but she's also in love with this guy named Adrian. And she know he knows that that Marinette's in love with Adrian. Like, it's no secret to him. He knows that. He accepts that. But he's hoping that she will eventually move on from Adrian. Just like Kagami is hoping that he, uh, that Adrian will move on too. A uh, she believes Adrian is in love with Marinette. But she doesn't have any evidence of that. Because he doesn't talk about Marinette in any kind of way. For the most part. But obviously Marinette is huge on Adrian. So, you know, Luca's trying to be patient with her. All this kind of stuff. But it kind of shows an homage. Like, the episode kind of, you know, shows, you know, different moments of them. Like having these kind of, not fallouts, her just like leaving him by himself. Like they were supposed to go on a date and she forgot. She forgets about Luca quite often. And honestly, Luca's my favorite character out of all the males. He deserves better than her. He deserves better. And I hate saying that. I hate saying the main character in something like that someone deserves better than them because the main character should be someone that you really like. But honestly, Marinette is so selfish and she's all about Adrian to the point where it's like, one, you keep saying you're over him, but you're lying to yourself. I hate that about you. Two, you're really just, you're neglecting this. If you don't want him, you don't have to be with him. She does not have to be with, with Luca. It's like, it's almost like she's forcing herself because you don't care about him, obviously. Like, you don't care about what he likes. You don't, like, she says she does, but she forgets about him so often. And like, she, she even says at one point in the episode, she's like, it's not about Adrian. As she's laying on her bed with Adrian posters all over the room, like, what do you mean it's not about him? Like, stop. So she won't be real with herself. But he wants honesty from her, which I'm just kind of like, dude, you're not going to get that from her because, like, one, she's a superhero. You know, I know, I know he doesn't know that, but she's, Marinette doesn't know how to be honest with herself. Maybe that is a teenage, I don't, I don't want to say it's a teenage thing. I feel like when I was a teenager, I was pretty honest with myself. Um, 
But Marinette doesn't know how to be honest with herself. So I don't know why he's expecting her to be honest with him like at all. Like when she says it's not about Adrian or, you know, at least not partly, he knows that's a lie because anytime she's around Adrian, she's like, she gets like really dumb. Um, so that's, that's BS. And if it wasn't about Adrian, maybe take all your posters of him down out of your room, not for Luca's sake, but even for your own, like to move on. How can you move on from a boy if you're, if his photos are all over your room? Tell me how, I don't know, whatever, but it is what it is. So anyway, you know, the first episode's about Luca and about how he feels like he can't, like Marinette can't trust him or like, you know, he wants nothing but honesty because he's a very assertive, honest character and Marinette's not. And so it's kind of like this frustration for him. He ends up getting akumatized, of course, and that just causes a problem. And he turns into like the, the sh- a seeker of truth. So when he blasts you, he blasts you with the truth and you have to tell the truth no matter what. He ends up blasting his mother with like the truth thing and she ends up telling him who his father is. And his father is kind of a semi-prominent character on the show, which is a guy named Jagged Stone. Spoiler alert, a guy named Jagged Stone who's a singer on the show. And that blew my wig all the way off. Like it was, it was secured, girl. Like the, the finest glue secured. It blew it all the way back. Cause I was like Jagged Stone the rock star now jagged stone and the mom i think do have like a brief moment together like in one of the earlier seasons where they're like at each other's throats for whatever reason but i would have never thought that jagged stone is getting down with this woman because he looks younger than her i'm not sure how i mean not that that's a problem but i'm just it just blew my wig back i was like who is your father who is the father? you what like it just felt weird it felt so out of place to just make it jagged stone like it just it just meant they were like they put all the, the males names in like a bowl in like you know in the conference room and just they drew his and they were like oh it's gonna be jagged because that makes sense like <clears throat> luca's musically inclined jagged is musically inclined it makes sense the mom is i think musically inclined as well um she does kind of have like outrageous behavior like jagged so i could see them possibly having a fling but it just blew my wig back also does that mean that julica is his daughter because that's also never discussed in the episode do they have two separate fathers that's a problem it's not but it's never discussed who Julica's father is because Julica's hair is like straight up just like jackets, like the color and everything, not the style, but the color is very close in color. So does that mean that's her father too? So anyway, he confronts Jack- Jagged to make sure that it's true because the whole time he's trying to get out of Marinette, like what, is Mar- like what is Marinette hiding? What is her secret? So he blasts all of her friends and all of her friends, including his sisters, just like, I can't tell you anything except for the fact that she's in love with Adrian. And he's like, I know she's in love with Adrian, but there's got to be something else. He's trying to find the truth about Marinette. And I, even the way he handles that, I loved. Like, I love that he wasn't, like, actually, like, PO'd about the fact that she loves Adrian. He just accepted it, which, again, is another reason why I love him is because, like, after all this time, I would be pissed if everybody knew that she loved him still and she wasn't getting over him. I'd be like, you know what? I'm done with her. I don't need her. She needs to move on. She needs to heal. I'm, I'm, I'm peace now, which is what he really does need to do. But he wasn't even mad about that. He like accepts that and he's fine with it. He's like, she's going to work on it, whatever. That was like, I was like, oh, you are, you, I like you, Luca. Anyway, so he goes to Jagged Stone and he's like, you know, tell me the truth. Are you my father? And he's like, I, I, yeah, I guess I am your dad. Like, Sure. I'm your father. And it's like this moment of like, yeah, he throws his dad off the roof. Cause when you're acclimatized, your, your emotions are out of control, but he throws his dad off the roof, seemingly going to kill him. And it's this moment. I'm like, that is one of the darkest things on this show I've ever seen. <laughs> like, of course, Ladybug and Cat Noir saved, saved, uh, uh, Jagged Stone and Jagged kind of is like, that's my son. Ooh, I'm so proud. But it's like, 
dude, he almost killed you. What do you mean? Like, they try to soften the blow of what just happened. But I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm in my 30s. You can't do that to me. Like, you can't play this game with me. He was about to kill his father because his dad lied to him, like, for all these years. Like, you can't play that game. You can't do it. So anyway, by the end of the episode, they, they, they save Luca from himself. And he goes back to normal. He tells Marinette, like, you know, you need some time. I will be here when you're ready because... I love Luca. I just do. I oh, I can't imagine a man telling me that. Like, after you work on this, I will be right here for you. You never have to worry about that. Can I find me a man like that? Lord Jesus, find me a man like that. Oh, cool. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not Luca, but you know what I'm saying? Like, find me somebody who's like that. I'll wait. He's a teenage boy and he's like that, but I can't get these grown-ass men to be like that. What the? What the? Writing. You know what? I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of these cartoon teenage boys having more common sense than grown-ass men. Like, what? Get out of here. I'm I'm not buying that bullshit. Whatever, Luca. Whatever. Anyway, so that's basically the end of the episode. We do get to see Jagged and Luca, like, work it out. They're like, hey, let's write a song together. And they just want to work on their relationship as father and son. That was super cute. It was a bombshell drop, but it was super cute. I love how that works out. Also, um, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention that part. It's not really important to this part of the story anyway. But uh, all I will say is that Hawk Moth has fixed the uh, Kwame, or not the Kwame, the miraculous uh, charm that his wife held on to. His wife is, is in a coma. Um, and her Kwame, her like charm was broken. And that's what caused her to go into like, I guess this like coma. And so he's now fixed it. So there's a chance, I guess, in at some point in season four, the wife might recover from her coma I guess because now that the the uh the Kwame is okay and the like miraculous is okay she should eventually be okay I would assume I don't know um so there's that but uh in episode two we now get uh, Kagami's version of that same episode Kagami is the girl that's in love with Adrian it's kind of the same premise we see that her and Adrian are kind of at odds because Adrian is in love with Ladybug and anytime he sees Ladybug in action he then has to go and be Cat Noir because they are like a pair so by the end of the episode Kagami does the same thing she tells you know him like when you're ready I'll be ready but you need to decide like Kagami is very blunt and straightforward which is so is Luca but in a different way Luca's very like and I, I I can tell the show wants to put them together I've known that since Jump but at the same time I don't like that couple I just don't like I love Luca but I don't want him with Kagami I'm not a big fan of Kagami I like her she's cool but I would see her with somebody else not Luca I don't know why but I'm like Luca nah like none of these girls honestly deserve you dude like you deserve to just be by yourself and be cool with that like be cool with your music sis focus on that because these girls ain't these these girls ain't loyal to you Luca no like maybe Kagami maybe Kagami I guess like I guess out of all the girls she is the best suited for him because she cute but I'm still hoping they they introduce another girl that would be worth his time just saying because Kagami uh, she's just too blunt for me like there's something about Kagami I'm just not a fan of so it is what it is anyway that's the end of this episode like Miraculous Ladybug I'm gonna watch season four there's a few episodes I still need to catch up on I have to watch them though on YouTube because Netflix doesn't have the series like not the new episodes it's gonna take me like six months to see them on there Disney Channel because they play on like Nickelodeon Disney depending on where they're distributed and what part of the world you're in but Disney Channel and like Disney Plus doesn't have all the episodes or probably any at this point and then also like Netflix only has a certain amount of things too so I'm not sure where to watch the show so I gotta watch it on YouTube sometimes it's dubbed in English sometimes it's not it's in French the second episode I watched was in French but I could understand a little bit I speak a little bit of French and not only that but like I can understand what's going on by just watching things like you know like it's 
even though the language is different, I can kind of pick up on what's happening in the scene. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then also there, there, there are English subtitles at the bottom, but they're going so fast that I can barely read them sometimes. So I just like watch with a facial expression and reaction to things like that. So I can like, okay, I know what she's basically, I get the gist of what she's saying in this scene, whatever. Um, if they're like, if there's something important, I will read, like I'll slow down, read the bottom. So I can be like, okay, this is what they're talking about. But for the most part, I can pick up what they're saying by their expressions and their emotions and like, you know, their hand gestures and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I will get back to this. I do want to talk about the American special and the, the good and the bad in it if I haven't done that yet i talked so much on this channel that i'm not even sure what i talked about but yeah guys i will see you a little bit later have a miraculous rest of your day night afternoon evening whenever you're listening to this and i will see you guys next time bye bye and whatever you do with your day don't be as reckless as ladybug aka marinette dupencheng because oh my god oh my god <laughs>